some of you guys might know this, but it's my birthday month and I love my birthday. <laughs> so I make everyone celebrate um, my birthday first in my life and then they can celebrate Christmas. So for all my Sagittarius's and Capricorns out there, so much love to you. I uh, understand your need for freedom and flying more than you realize. Uh, this is a really timely podcast because Guillermo, who actually has been with me in a 21 day superhero challenge, now renaming to 21 day MFIT challenge. I have a deadline December 30th where I can no longer use the word superhero. So I need to stop calling it the superhero challenge, but he did a video on herbs with me and it was so much fun. I met him at paleo FX. We, I was on his, his podcast. Now he's on mine and I'm about to launch a tea company, herbalelement.com that you can get on the newsletter. When we launch the teas should be here. Friday or Monday. And as soon as they're here, I'm pushing publish and I can't wait to share with you guys. So hopefully by next Wednesday, they are there and you will be able to access these teas. And I can't wait. I am so glad that he was able to come onto my podcast because he's such a good energy, good spirit, full of love and passion. He just became a doctor. And so he's somebody that just really sees full picture and it always is learning He's just a great human and it was so much fun to talk to him about herbs. Some great things going on in my life. The January 2nd MFIT challenge, not the superhero challenge, is going up until basically until January 1st. All superhero gear, superhero swag, superpower swag on my website is 50% off. So if you want an I am my own superhero shirt or some be your own superhero shirts, go get them. Um, until I take them down 50% off. And all of that is in my newsletter. If you guys are subscribed to my newsletter, emilyshram.com for the code, just email us if you don't have it, support at emilyshram.com. And what else? I, um, I'm, I'm feeling really inspired right now because I'm, I'm part of Sean Croxton's Money Mind Academy. If you've ever listened to Sean Croxton's quote of the day show or just his underground wellness podcast, he's one of my favorite people to listen to. And I really respect him. And I just, I love the, st the work that he's doing. So it's been really fun to be a part of that. Always learn. It's like the best way to make sure you don't get stuck. It, whether it's in the gym, your weight or fitness, put on a podcast, get a book, learn how to do a different exercise challenge yourself because life is too damn short. I don't even know if this is working because the way that my garage band is looking, it looks like this is scratchy as fuh. So let's see if it works. If it doesn't, I'm going to redo it. And if it does work, enjoy the show. I totally forgot to ask Guillermo his spirit animal. So I actually uh, called him and I said, you have to voice memo it to me. So at the very end, that's what Guillermo's <laughs> voice memo is. Uh, I totally forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Barbella box. I am curating my own December box. So if you're a CrossFitter, lady, fitness person, you should totally get the Barbella box. It's only available for purchase until Friday, this Friday, the 15th. And it has a free challenge a awesome impact pouch and incredible discount for the impact to share for you or for somebody else. I have my tea launch that you guys will get first before anybody else. And then I have uh, this really amazing body wash that people are going to just fall in love with because it smells so damn good and all natural and plant-based and then just some really cool things in there. So be sure you go check it out. Barbella 
box.com. And my box is the December box. So if you order it before the 15th, that's the box you're going to get. Okay. That's all. Okay. Enjoy the show. (laughs) I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Guillermo. I'm so excited you're joining me. We were lucky enough to do a video for one of the challenges, the 21 day challenges that I'll actually be putting in another challenge coming up soon so people can get access to it because you're just so wonderful. But when we last talked, you were not quite a doctor, but now... Now, now I'm a doctor. People, <laughs> like All of a sudden, you wake up one day and uh, you are no longer yourself you now you they put extra letters in front of your name <laughs> it's so insane uh you know it, it was so funny because uh i am i'm working at integrative health in scottsdale arizona with alan christensen who uh has done a lot of work with thyroid health uh and he actually i started actually working before i got licensed uh and i, I was like working in the iv room and all of a sudden, I get a, an email saying, yeah, you pass boards, uh, here's your license, uh, you can now, per, you know, here's your DA license, like I'm registered with the federal government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like that, everyone at the office started, stopped calling me Guillermo, and then they started calling me Dr. Ruiz. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I love Looking it. Looking at myself like, whoa. <laughs> cool. Um, that's so great that you work under him. Um, what's something that you, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions because we're really going to dig into herbs and just that whole holistic medicine that you are so passionate about. But what is something about the thyroid that's really, uh, that you've learned under him that kind of surprised you that you felt like is so necessary for people to know? Well, you know, uh, so I'm writing an article right now about hypothyroid <clears throat> and, um, Within hypothyroid, um, yeah, that's a that's a disease of your thyroid where you're not producing enough thyroid hormone. And one of the most shocking things is that 12% of the American population uh, in their adult life will have a thyroid problem, whether that's hyper or hypothyroid. Of that 12%, 60% will go through life being undiagnosed. Wow. So now imagine, okay, imagine, and especially for the audiences that we reach, you have someone that has like goals that they want to, you know, look better in a bikini or they want to lose some weight or, you know, they want to be entrepreneurial and there is something physiological within them that is preventing them from being their best self. Mm Mm-hmm. And the, the healthcare system that, that we have does not allow them to find this problem. So, so they go through life blaming themselves from maybe, you know, let's talk about some symptoms, okay? Mm-hmm. So, for example, hair loss, okay? Uh, fatigue, weight gain. Uh, it, it, brain you know, fog. Brain fog. Yeah. So all of those things that could be, preventing you from being your best self and it's not your fault Mm. 
and they they go through life blaming themselves without being able to be you know uh, uh, out there and you know waking up in the morning first thing in the morning getting some sunlight uh, you know eating healthy and they can't lose their weight and uh, exercising and they still have those extra ten pounds and all of that all of that could be a disease and and it's just so sad. <laughs> I would say, I was talking in a former podcast a long time ago. It's um, it was with Dr. Rachel. She said, you know, clients that have thyroid issues are the hardest working clients that I have. You know, because they do they're working so so hard and they're trying so hard to see results, especially in the gym and especially with weight. And it's like nothing's changing. You know, they they really have to put so much effort in order to see a little bit of change. And that's what's so frustrating because with clients, unless you see results, what's the point? You know, like I get that. I totally get that. So it's so, you know, demeaning to just do all this effort and say no to all these things and then be right back where you started. So, um, can we talk a little bit? So, you know, kind of the statistic I know are a lot of the clients that you see with hypothyroidism, um, or in the practice that you work in, do you think a lot of it is Hashimoto's? Yeah, the majority of the patients that we see are Hashimoto's, uh, and and the coolest thing, and and I, you're gonna like this. The coolest thing is that the people that I'm getting have been on the quest for health for ten years, five years. They've done everything, and you know they've done you know uh, all their homework. They've read the books. They know their levels, and they're like, okay, I need someone to help me because something isn't right. Mm-hmm. So they come to me, and when I say, uh, "Well, maybe you shouldn't eat gluten," they they say to me, "Well, I haven't eaten a piece of gluten in ten years." <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not like you know, it's not like like you said, it's not like they are not trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just haven't found someone that is willing to sit with them for more than five minutes and listen to them and work with them. Got it. Uh, and and you know the 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 uh, the analogy that I've been putting out there is that I don't want to be your coach. I want to be like a quarterback. I want to facilitate the movement of the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what to do. I want to work with you to get you where to where you need to be. Yeah, so, which is completely different. I I had no thoughts like when we're, you know, I thought we were going to talk about herbs, but since we're on this topic, I would love to dig into this a little bit with you. Um, For somebody that has thyroid issues, you know, it depends obviously a lot on the numbers, but could you talk me through kind of a generic client and like what you would be looking at, what numbers matter, what Hashimoto's would mean for that person, and then what some steps to take them to finally see results? Okay, so big, big picture, okay? Uh, you have a patient that has chronic fatigue, that has mental fog, that can't lose those 10 pounds, that, you know, your typical, uh, you know, 30-some-year-old uh, female or guy, you know, and they show up, they have a history of thyroid disease in their family. Uh, we run some labs, and we find that their TSH, their thyroid-stimulating hormone, the hormone that comes from the brain into your thyroid to tell how much thyroid uh, 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 hormone to create is is high. So it's a backwards process. The more TSH you have, that means that your brain is yelling, come on, come on, make some more. If you have very, very low thyroid uh, thyroid stimulating hormone, that's your brain going like, hey, 
make some more, you know, like very quietly. <laughs> uh, so then you check their levels and we check for antibodies. And the antibodies is what determines if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis or not. So what Hashimoto's thyroiditis is, is that you are creating antibodies. Your, your body is reacting to your own thyroid and suppressing the output of thyroid hormone. Mm. And that's, that's when, when, when it starts. Because like I said, a lot of, of the uh, patients that, have, that come to see us have done a very clean, paleo, ancestral, whatever you want to call it, diet. Uh, and they, they, they either haven't nailed their thyroid uh, uh, hormone levels or they haven't felt the benefits that this diet and this lifestyle uh, can give you. So then we start investigating. <laughs> and that's where, you know, we put on my little detective hat and we start looking at different levels. For example, uh, toxic metals. Uh, li we live in a very dirty environment and we see a lot of people that have high levels of lead, high level of, levels of mercury, high levels of uh, cadmium. You know, if you ever lived in a house where someone else smoked, mm. if you were a smoker or if you, uh, you know, if someone in your family uh, exposed you to smoke, they would see a lot of cadmium levels. And that right there can be enough to blockade your detoxification pathways and really not uh, let you be the best person you can be. For sure, even like our water, um, yeah. the water, or the you know fluoride in our water, and how it kind of messes up with. Just like you said, because I just got my um, superoxide dismutase gene tested, and I don't do well with it. And so one of the things that's the biggest reason that I don't create my own SOD is the one of the biggest things that could be is fluoride in my water, and just how it kind of takes that mm. whole cascade. Do you do a hair mineral test? Is that how you test for heavy toxics? How do you do toxic so, testing? So, uh, so Dr. Christensen, uh, he's a super smart man, and he's been in practice for 20 years. And uh, in the past 20 years, anytime there's a new test, we send a uh, uh, duplicate from the same patient, you know, and, and most, most times it's, uh, one of the docs sends both samples and then we see what comes back. And, and sometimes we see wildly different results from the same person. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah. So the, That's good to know. Yeah. So a lot of the <laughs> tests that we perform uh, are very, very specific. For example... Mm -hmm. When we test for toxic metals in the body, we do a, a urine toxic metal challenge. So uh, basically, a patient comes to the, to the office, we give them an IV with two different medications. And that's important because uh, the medications attack different uh, uh, or help liberate different metals within the body. Got and the two, uh, the two medications are DMPS and EDTA. Then you, you use your urine for six, uh, for six hours and we send that for analysis. Got it. And that, you know, so those two medications liberate those, those uh, metals, those toxic metals from your fat tissue. Because uh, that's where it's stored. That, that's where it's stored. And then uh, we do it in an IV and the IV has really cool things like glutathione, uh, high uh, dose of vitamin C, different B vitamins because... We want to detox, not retox. 
So, you know, if, if like, for example, with your superoxid uh, dismutase um, genetic uh, uh, anomaly, if you were to be positive for SIBO, okay, yeah. and uh, you treated SIBO with antibiotics, uh, okay, you might get rid of them, but if any of those microbes stays behind, what takes over after the, the antibiotics are gone is your immune system. And you need different things for to create the superoxide dismutase. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, another big thing that we find with uh, people with hypothyroid is iron deficiency. Mm. Have you ever been diagnosed with iron deficiency? Yes, very much so. Because um, even as a kid, you know, I think part of it was digestion issues. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever digested food well. And so I don't think I was absorbing the iron from what I was eating. But I mean, I had to, I was a varsity senior captain, actually I was like a varsity four-year captain in high school. And I all of a sudden would get lightheaded. I would almost pass out. I couldn't run. And I just didn't know what was wrong. And I finally realized when I was trying to give blood they were like, oh, you are ridiculously anemic. And I never knew that I was. And so fixing my digestion and eating more red meat helped a lot. But if I don't do the two, I really, really get tired, exhausted. I bruise easy. I mean, it's just, it's insane. I think a lot of people are anemic. And it, and it gets really crazy because, you know, we think of iron and, and let's define anemia. How cool is that? Yeah. You know, that, yeah. so a lot of people don't know what anemia is. You hear it a lot, but you really don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Anemia is the inability for your blood to bring oxygen to tissues, period, the end. That's it. So there's different types of anemia. For example, there is uh, uh, your uh, pernicious anemia, which is when you don't have B12. Mm. Uh, and and uh, so you don't you can't make really nicely shaped uh, red blood cells. How do you know which type of anemia you have? That's where I'm going. Okay, okay, okay. cool. I'll let you talk. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so then you also have a, a different type of anemia, which is like from blood loss, and that's called normal normocytic normal uh, normal chronic anemia. So your red blood cells are fine. It's just you don't have enough of them. Got it. So from blood loss, for example, trauma, if you're going to do a car accident, you're bleeding out. Or if you have an ulcer and, and you have some bleeding and you don't know where the bleeding is, mm. you know. And then there is uh, iron deficiency anemia, which whereas uh, maybe you're not consuming enough iron-containing foods. Mm. Now, there is a big misunderstanding when it comes to uh, eating like things like spinach, because vegetables and uh, plants that have high iron content are not connected to a heme molecule. And that heme molecule is what makes that iron go directly into, blo- into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like make it as simple as possible. Sorry for mm-hmm. anyone no, listening. You're doing a great job. I love this. Okay. So if, if, once you switch from your iron contain, and, and that's the problem, you know, like we think we're doing something super great for our bodies by eating Tons and tons of like spinach, mm-hmm. but the body can only utilize a very small fraction of that iron. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, you're tr- you're doing the best you can, but eating like four ounces of red meat would satisfy that, and all of that would be utilized. Yeah, it's like night or day. Then there is something called anemia of chronic disease. And that's where things get, get, get a little tricky. So iron is used for a bunch of things in the body. For example, 
to uh, create the hormone, your thyroid hormone, for to fight infections. It helps create uh, you, the uh, basically uh, uh, hydrogen peroxide to kill parasites. Mm. Uh, it helps with uh, hair formation. It, hair, it, it helps with delivering oxygen, which gives you energy. Okay, but it also helps grow things. And things like bacteria and viruses can utilize iron to uh, build more bacteria and more viruses. Yeah. So evolutionarily, our body, if, it's, if, it, uh, if it sees that you have an infection, uh-huh. it starts trapping iron and hiding it from the bacteria. That is crazy. But yeah, and it's, an, it, it's an evolutionary mechanism. And it happens also with cancer because cancer cells need iron to grow. Wow. Oh now, my God. This is, this is where, this is like a trip right here because like there was a, a set of, uh, uh, people that went to Africa to help, you know, in malaria populations uh-huh. and, and they were, you know, they were good Samaritans. They were trying to help and they started testing kids for iron deficiency. So they found a lot of iron deficiency and they started giving kids iron. Well, the kids started getting malaria just like that. And kids started to, you know, uh, get really sick. And, and the WHO now has rules that if you go and volunteer in a malaria-infested environment, you have to have, a, if you want to give kids or people iron, you have to have a solid anti-malaria program. Wow. Because it's such a problem. Now, this is what I found out ever since I started working at Integrative Health. So we have a lot of uh, women that come in and they're like, all my life I've been uh, anemic, okay? And then we start looking into things and we start finding Lyme disease. We start finding uh, shingles. We start finding, you know, things like chronic infections. Wow. So if we, and and, uh, it's very important to have good iron levels because the fatigue your thyroid function, your hormones, everything depends on this little tiny metal, okay? And so we give them the iron uh, uh, IV because that's the best way to replenish your iron. It's like you get a, a warm blanket put on you. It's immediate, like, amazing energy, and you feel so much better. What form is it that's going – is it a HEMA iron going into the IV? It's, it's, a, it's called iron sucrate. Sucre, okay. Yeah, so it's bound to a to a uh, to a sugar, sugar, okay. And this has to be done on the supervision of a doctor because it's uh, there's a high level of like reactivity. A lot of people can have a reaction to it, mm. so it's not something you can just go get at the you know at, at at on Amazon. You know, um, I do have a blog post on my blog that discusses all of this. If you want to go back oh, and you know, perfect, it, yeah, but. Uh, those little, you remember, did they ever, ever give you those little red pills? Yes. And I had a drink. They, this was in college. They said I had to drink them with orange juice. Because <laughs> <laughs> the vitamin C helps yes. absorption. Oh, so bad. Yeah. And it, it made no difference. But um, did, did, yeah. did, they, did they get you constipated? Oh, yes. It was horrible. Yes. And then they were like, oh, by the way, you have to take Metamucil now. Like, <laughs> what? Am I 90? This is insane. And I was just, a, I remember so vividly being like, this is so stupid. I'm just going to eat 
meat. <laughs> Fortunately, you know, uh, there are better forms of iron. You I would know. love to talk to you about that because, well, first testing, can you talk about iron versus ferritin levels? Yes. Okay. So, uh, so we test, it's, it's, a, it's a more complete iron panel. Okay, so we test your ferritin levels, we test your serum iron levels, and then if we suspect that you have anemia, okay, then we, we go in and test, uh, or sorry, if we suspect that you have uh, not just like anemia from uh, like pernicious anemia or something where you are not uh, eating enough red meat, okay, mm-hmm. that's when we go uh, and we look at toral total iron binding capacity and that's in like if you imagine your red blood cell it has four seats uh where uh where we can put um you know like like a bus you know and we check how many of those seats are filled with iron and if that's high and your ferritin levels are low that means that you your body's trapping it yeah you know so, so then, yeah, you know, so then we give people this IVs and then all these chronic, chronic infections come back. And then you so, have to be ready to fight them. Yeah. But, but it's, it's kind of weird because like, for example, think about it. Like if you have Lyme disease, okay. If you have Lyme disease and you've been fighting this Lyme disease and it's chronic and it's just in, in there and, but you don't have anything to fight it with. Yeah. So, so you keep throwing herbs or throwing medicine and, and, but your immune system will ne- is not there. Yeah. So having that react, that reactivation and then going very surgically and attacking that Lyme disease and the, you know, our patients get better so much faster. Wow. Cause they have iron there. Because they have iron. Wow. And it's just something so, it's so true. It's overlooked and it's probably just a core issue of a lot of people. So with people with thyroid, is that something you see all the time? Uh, all the time. Wow. All the time. And so, so what happened first, the chicken or the egg? Mm-hmm. Are you developing autoantibodies? Okay. Because you have a chronic infection, because you have a food allergy, because you have a genetic predisposition to it or, uh, or is it, uh, you know, what, what happened first, you know, is, is your thyroid being hypoactive because of this or because of this, your, your thyroid became hypoactive. Wow. So it's like this balancing game and you have to be ready because once you start optimizing the system, then all of these different things from the past start showing up and you got to be ready to, to have a good treatment. Because imagine if you showed up to my office and then like, Hey, I, I'm hypothyroid. And then next week you have shingles. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And then it, that makes sense. So it's kind of interesting too, because, so I did the nutrition genome gene testing recently oh. and I got to see a lot about my B12 and okay. how that also is constant. Like my genetics do not like me making B12. So I ha- always have to be aware of that. So I'm thinking it's probably a combination of a few things and you could probably see people can be more than one of those types of anemic, right? Oh, totally. And it's totally. Just- no, no. Now imagine so again, 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 you know, and, and that's why it's so important to put all this information out there. Yeah. Because uh, maybe you are, you're going vegan for health reasons. Okay. And, and uh, you have one of these polymorphisms 
and you're trying to do the best you can because you saw a documentary or because you read a book. Uh, and in fact, you're hurting yourself and yeah. it's not your fault, <laughs> you know? Totally. So, so, so it's, a, you know, and, and, and then again, you know, I do have a patient and uh, that she is, she's vegan uh, and uh, she's, she's on the older side, you know, and she's so cute. And she says to me, well, uh, I'm doing it for the animals and, uh, and I don't care what you, what you think. And, you know, uh, I might have a little bit of problems. So I'm here for you to help me be the best, the best self I can be, but I'm not going to eat meat. And I, you know, and she's so healthy and, and, and my job at that point, again, I'm not the coach. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to force her to eat liver. Uh, <laughs> it's to help her figure out the best set of of supplements to make sure that she's working as functional as she is. She lives in a big ranch and she's so super cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's my boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. I love that. Well, it's cool. So just before we move back to uh, iron or to thyroid types of iron outside of the um, subcutaneous or outside of an IV iron form, do you have sup a supplemental iron that you really enjoy. I've only found one that I like. There's a company in Boulder that I know makes a Hema iron supplement. Okay. But it, it's so hard to find. And I think that kind of like the ones that I was getting from the doctor to take with orange juice, you know, I feel like a lot of times people just aren't actually absorbing the iron supplements off the shelf. So I'd love to know your recommendations of iron supplements that you... So um, I don't want to mess this up because, you know, like I work at a doctor's office, you yeah. know, and, uh, and it, and my, my recommendation is going to be an iron IV now for anyone listening that you can't fly to Arizona and get an IV from us. I think it would be uh, worth it. It's, <laughs> listen, it's like night and day, but anyways, uh, uh, it, in my in my blog post on iron, uh, there is a, and I don't remember what it was. I think it's like, uh, iron gluconate uh, that it's uh, iron that that is oral and and uh, it's super inexpensive and you can get it on Amazon uh, and it showed that uh, in a, in a clinical trial people with chronic infections it was not reactivating the chronic infection but mm -hmm. I don't remember the specific type off the top of my head. Uh, but if you go on my on my blog towards the end, it it lists the different types of of irons and and how to use them. Perfect. Uh, and and I talk about like how iron IVs can be a little bit, uh, you know, quirky when. It, but but yeah, so it, it's on my blog post. Okay. And yeah, and, but yeah, because uh, you it, you know it's very inefficient to have to take an iron IV. And then again, you know, so so yeah, you're super deficient in iron. Uh, we replenish it with an IV. But we still have to figure out why you're deficient. Mm -hmm. So is it a dietary thing? Do you have a do you have an ulcer? You know, do you have SIBO? SIBO. Do you have uh, you know all EBV? Uh, all of these different things that could cause the iron deficiency. It's not enough to just supplement. We need to figure out the root cause of the problem. Totally, and I you know kind of the same thing going into herbs. Um, everyone talks about in the herb class that I'm in where I'm like, not the same, but I still appreciate it. What are your thoughts on nettle, stinging nettle for iron? Again, you know. Same thing you, as spinach, right. right? Same thing with spinach. Same thing, uh, you know, uh, like blackstrap molasses get thrown around a lot. Hey, it's not heme iron. 
Yeah. You know, uh, and and uh, unfortunately, you know, there's no shortcuts in, in having a good diet. You know, there are reasons to eat spinach. Mm-hmm. And there are reasons to to keep nettles in your uh, in your paleo medicine cabinet, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, iron is not one of them. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I, that's a perfect uh, segue. What would be in your paleo medicine cabinet? I actually have an ebook <laughs> called "The Top Supplements for Your Paleo Medicine <laughs> Cabinet." <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah, you're so, so it's, a wonderful Kiermo. This is so great. <laughs> I, I'm just tired of people, you know, uh, like poo pooing our medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, and and like for example, you're gonna love this. Uh, if you have a cough. Okay, you can take dexamethasone, a corticosteroid that is going to spike your blood glucose, di- diminish your uh, your immune system. Uh, you know, so so it's going to be harder for you to fight the infection. It's it, it is an anti-inflammatory, so it's going to reduce your cough. But there is a double-blind placebo-controlled trial with people that shows that a mixture of cafe arabica and manuka honey uh, is more effective than dexamethasone. Wow. <laughs> and for your listeners, what's Cafe Arabica? I don't even know. Is that coffee? Coffee. Just coffee, right? <laughs> coffee and honey. <laughs> I've never heard of this. Guillermo. What would you rather do? Would you rather take coffee and honey or a corticosteroid? Oh I love it. I had no idea. So it's a very specific type of coffee. It's, it's Where actually, do I, can I get it on Amazon, I guess? Probably. It's, it's Nescafe Instant Coffee. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> but hey, you add enough honey to it. I bet it tastes pretty good. But yeah, oh, so make this mixture, and uh, you make like a big batch, like a litter, and then uh, and then you take like ta- three tablespoons every so uh, every so many hours, and it's been proven that it reduces cough better than dexamethasone. And I'm gonna tell you why. Please so do. Caffeine, caffeine is a it's, it's a spectrant. So just like, uh, just like um, your albuterol, you know, makes your heart race and it, you know, it pumps a little bit of blood into your, the same thing with the caffeine, it, it puts you in a little bit of a sympathetic mode, mm-hmm. okay? So it opens up your bronchioles and then you add the, the wonderful honey that it's like super osmotic and, and tastes pretty damn good. And then it also has antiviral and antibacterial properties and the synergism of the two it's going to beat anything out there. That's amazing. What type of honey did you say? Manuka honey, which is the type of honey that is produced in, uh, in Australia, but it's super available everywhere. Okay. And I was curious about local versus other honey. So kind oh, of the man. whole, the theory of local is going to help you build your own immune system against the allergies in your area. Um, so, right, so right now at the school, uh, I'm still I'm still uh, uh, teaching at the school a little bit and you know uh, keeping my toes in research. Uh, <laughs> we're doing a pretty humongous uh, study uh, where we're testing honeys from single origins. So like honey, like chaparral honey, and uh, lavender honey, and sage honey, and orange blossom, and manuka honey. We're testing all of these different honeys mm-hmm. for their antibacterial effects to see. If what's causing this anti antimicrobial effect is it is it is is the bee gathering something from the plant 
and like processing it and dumping it into the honey that makes it special mm. or is it just any honey and we're getting pretty crazy results so yeah. that's very exciting is so it imagine what, is it what you thought you would get is it different than you thought it's it's a little bit different than i thought i'm a big skeptic <laughs> you know and I, and i'd rather be proven wrong i than, appreciate that especially yeah. cuz i think people think herbalists and people who love herbs are just kind of like everything fixes everything so it's yeah. it but it's not true it's just we've been proven otherwise <laughs> yeah so I, I i'm a big skeptic and and uh and to anyone that's listening you know if we ever change our mind and uh because science presents us with an argument that it's irrefutable sorry we're gonna flip-flop you know and that's what science is we're not trying to confuse you and we're not trying to you know we're not uh big honey shells <laughs> or uh <laughs> or anything like that we're just trying to give you the best information we can and and coming into this experiment i thought that well it's probably just the osmotic pressure of the high concentration of sugar that's maybe dehydrating the bacteria. And it turns out that there might be other things within the honey that's causing these things to happen. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Well, I, I've always done for cough, um, I'm going to switch it because I've always done like a time. Well, if I catch it early enough, usually echinacea, elderberry, and thyme because thyme's that like natural expectorant. But I will switch it because I think coffee and honey sound a lot better. <laughs> and, 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 you know, but why not do both? And true, that's, the that's true. Beauty, you know, that's the beauty. We talk about like, maybe you can put a couple of, uh, you know, like cloves into your coffee or thyme or, you know, maybe, you know, and that's the beauty of this medicine that, that imagine if the FDA had to create a cocktail of medicines that, that increase your immune system that reduce the uh, the cough, that was antiviral, that was antimicrobial. Like how long would it take the FDA to approve this cocktail? Mm. And we have a, a medicinal pharmacy of herbs that you can pick and choose and select all of these beautiful herbs that have different mechanisms of action, that have different effects in your body. And right in your kitchen, you can make your, your, your own concoction and it feels like Hogwarts and it's amazing. <laughs> what house would you be in? Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you something. Okay. <laughs> I don't um, know if this is a video podcast. Well, we're, we're going to definitely keep parts of it and I think this part will be shown. So this is okay. awesome. <laughs> so I used to live in Orlando, Florida and okay. I went to all the vendors oh my and God. I was fitted with my own wand. God. So before going to naturopathic medical school, I tell the story that I flew all the way from Florida to Arizona. I was sitting down and I, was, I look up and I used to work at a hospital. And then I started looking around and I see all these people with like mason jars instead of plastic bottles. And I'm like, these people know about BPAs. And I could hear Hagrid in the back of my head. You're a wizard, Harry. So it was like, I found my tribe. <laughs> this is my people. So I went to oh. Universal Studios and I got fitted with my own wand. Oh, and you love it. I'm a wizard. You are. You're a Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah. What's well, you well, your house? Gryffindor? Oh, I'm definitely a Gryffindor. <laughs> I've taken a few quizzes, but I knew... From the moment I watched it, that I would be a Gryffindor. That's like, did I, do you know that's my cat's name? Gryffindor. Really? 
<laughs> yes, I'm a big believer in Harry Potter. I love it. And it's so true. And also, Guillermo, I'm so excited because my teas are almost ready and I'm going to ship you my first line of teas that are coming out and you're going to love them. They're so fun. Are you um, going to tell us a couple of like the, don't give the ingredients, but like big picture, like do, are you yes. going to have like different types of teas for different situations? Yes. So there's five. So I'm actually drinking the herbal coffee now, which is like, mm -hmm. you know, just such a delicious alternative to coffee and no caffeine. And then I have one that is, um, I call it the golden sunrise because it's got, some turmeric and ginkgo, but herba mate in it. And it's like, just like a really good stimulant for brain. Um, and then the other one that I'm really excited about is an anxiety release. Cool. Yeah. So I'll make sure I get you some as soon as they're out so I can have a real, a real herbal connoisseur give me feedback We, on it. You should, you know, this is, and this is super easy. You should make a digestion tea. Oh, I have one. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, it's t called Tummy Tonic and, um, just some of the ingredients that I know you'll love is Althea, some marshmallow, mm. um, slippery, a little slippery elm, it's ginger, a lot of demulcents. ginger, peppermint. So it's kind of for like a s acute stomach pain. Well, you know, so in my book, you know, I talk about like the power of ginger and how it, you know, it's like amazing the, the you know, how it can like relieve nausea almost immediately. And, and then I started like reflecting on how, uh, how tricky it is, you know, because like moms all over the world, maybe all over the United States give kids uh, ginger ale mm -hmm. and there is not even essence of ginger and ginger ale, but the knowledge is still there that ginger is good for nausea. Yeah. You know, and, and with nausea, you can use like a ginger tea or you can use capsule uh, capsules of ginger And, and it's going in, in not only there's this really cool experiment where the nausea was produced by putting people in one of like those whirly spinners, like you see at the fair yeah. and they just started spinning them as hard as they could. And the people that took the ginger did not get nausea. I love ginger. I think if I was an herb, I would be ginger. <laughs> That's like my, it's my favorite. I'm obsessed with it. I just get, you know, if I get sushi, I get a whole side I just have them pile up the ginger and I just eat it straight. It's just my favorite food in the world. It's, you know, and, but, but you got to be careful because, you know, if you're really warm. I know. You, and you I know, tend to be a hot constituent. For yeah. Sure. So, so you don't want to overdo it. I know. And I always overdo everything. <laughs> that's, you know, but that's, that's us. You know, that's our personality, yep. you know, and, and, uh, and then, uh, Going back to to this herb thing and this uh, and this, I just want to I just want to say something to your to your listeners, okay? Mm -hmm. That I've been really passionate about. So, my career started listening to podcasts, you know, reading books, uh, listening to people that I really liked, like for example, Rob Wolf and Chris Kresser. And then one day, uh, you know, after you know the cancer struck our family and. And there was nothing we could do. And I had this knowledge of information that I felt that I needed to give out. And I said, you know what? I, I need to become a doctor. So if anyone out there is listening and they, they, you know, maybe they have knowledge in fitness. Maybe they have knowledge in herbs. Maybe they want to learn about herbs. Maybe you want to be a health coach. Maybe you want to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. What's stopping you? Mm -hmm. 
I love that you said that because my listeners and I just, I love and appreciate them all. They are so smart, Gamo. They're like, I can just tell by their comments and their posts and their engagement. I'm just blown away by the people, you know, and I'm like, I mean, they're so, they're just so smart. Everyone listening, you're so smart. <laughs> if you want to do it, do it. So what year did you, what age were you when you went to um, medical school? 31. I, and did you, so you had undergrad. I hadn't, yeah, I had an undergrad in medical sciences and okay. I had work at, uh, at, a, at a hospital for five years as the tech. And, you know, and so I always knew that I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. Uh, in, in seeing the way that the current healthcare system works, uh, I wasn't satisfied mm. and I wanted more, you know, and I wanted to be able to sit down with my patients and tell them about all this crazy stuff that we're talking about and yeah. explain to them that maybe you don't need that little constipating iron pill. Maybe you just need to eat four ounces of meat every day. And, and not only did I want to be that person saying these things, I wanted my patients to be as educated as me. Yeah. Because if, when I said, you know, this autoantibodies to your thyroid could be because you are drinking milk. And the patient without batting an eye say, you know what, I can give up, you know, milk for 30 days and let's see what happens. Hmm. Because I didn't want to have that pushback. You know, uh, it, we, we need to work together. And if I spend, you know, your time in that consult defending my actions without you knowing where I'm coming from, we're never going to get anywhere. I love what you said, especially about the quarterback reference versus, you know, it's so true because I see, and I just love finding practitioners and doctors like you who are very aware that there's the dependency relationship, which is the norm. Like even in a personal training or a gym, it's like, I won't be able to succeed without my trainer. And that's just the worst relationship to be in. And I see it over and over. And so if you are out there listening and you feel like there's somebody that like, has to be there for you. They're not giving you the right tools. Like you have all the tools. You can be empowered yourself and find people and be around people that know that you are empowered as is without other people. Now, have you ever found in your, in your career, have you ever found anyone that self-sabotages? Uh, all the time. I mean, I do it sometimes too. You know? <laughs> it's like, to be completely honest, because it's, you know, there's always, I think about it a lot, especially for somebody that's having a hard time, you know, sticking with a meal plan. It's usually because they feel like they don't deserve it or they feel like in their head, it's become so big of a goal and it's so much happiness. Once they get to that goal, then they start fearing, what if I get there and I'm still not happy? And then that means digging, digging, digging into the real answers of like what makes me happy and what makes me me. So yes, I see self-sabotage all the time. Do you see it a lot? Uh, you know, I was going to tell a story about a patient. I, I do a lot of work with like uh, chronic injuries and uh, trying to help people not going to the opioid thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and uh, this person had fibro, fibromyalgia, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, to the point that we couldn't even touch this person. Uh, and we started doing a couple of things like acupressure, not even acupuncture with needles. We would just lay our hands and do acupuncture pre uh, points. And then it started advancing. And then we, you know, she, uh, the, this person started getting better. And then um, uh, we graduated to actual needles. 
and then changed the diet and, you know, it was tons of progress. And then one day this person says, I started smoking. Uh-huh. And you're like, what? Yeah. And it was this progression of getting better and i imagine that they couldn't separate themselves from the disease process you know and it was just such a like bucket of cold water because really we are not just pain we are not just our thyroid we're we're mind body spirit we're everything and um my friend Allison Crystal has this awesome analogy, you know, like in the allopathic world, we focus on like physiological things, you know, mm-hmm. like the conversion of superoxidismutase. And, yeah. and if you asked a, a, a physician, you know, like a doctor, a, like an MD, what should you do with this? The majority of them, of them would be like, oh, it'd be awesome if we had a drug that did that. Okay. Mm-hmm. As a naturopath, you know, then we start looking into like food, you know, so there's another, another circle connected to that other physiology. So then we start thinking about like, what foods can we add or take out to change that? Okay. But we're forgetting about movement, you know, which, uh, you know, personal trainers are the experts, you know, and we were forgetting about spiritual well-being, whatever that looks like for you. And we're forgetting about community because that's separate from from spirituality and we're forget uh, forgetting about happiness and all the circles interconnected the inside that venn diagram that is true health and you need to take into consideration all of those circles in order for you to be the best person you can be and sometimes we neglect things so anyone out there listening that wants to be part of those circles as an, as, an, as an atropathic doctor, when you come to my office, I am going to be focusing in the nutrition physiology because like when we started the conversation, imagine if you are doing everything right, but there is a physiological process that is preventing you from being empowered. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to try to correct that. But in that time, I'm not going to be able to talk about you know, give you a diet plan. I'm not going to be able to give you a workout plan. I'm not going to be able to help you meditate. I'm not going, and all of that is important. So we need so many people to make, you know, a healthy world that there are so many people that can come in and the wave is rising and it's about to crash. Don't, don't get left behind. Mm. We seriously need all, all the help we can get in, in order to completely make health available for everyone. I agree with that. Um, well, I, I love that you're a part of, a big part of so many people. And it's just so cool that, that I have to come to visit you. I just oh. have to. I would have so much fun at that clinic. <laughs> um, it, it, yeah. And, and you would, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing the things that we can do, you know, uh, with with a little bit of investigation and and a little bit of patience you know and and it's it's amazing to show up every day and having people trust me you know with their health mm-hmm. and i wouldn't be having able able to do this without the help of mentors and then people like you who have helped me get you know have my name get out there and mm. all the people that taught me and you know it's it's just amazing what we can do what? with this community 
Well, you're so awesome. And I would, I just want to share you with everybody because you are so, you're such a good energy in person and even on a Zoom call. So (laughs) we did a podcast that I'll make sure I plug because you have your own podcast. Totally. And so I will make sure I'll send people so they can get to your podcast. And I was going to ask you, do you have a favorite herb right now that you've been, besides honey, I guess maybe it's maybe on your mind, but like an herb that, um, you've been really into recently? Trifla. Ooh, tell me about it. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Well, okay. So I got, I cannot say Trifla without saying Nigella sativa. Okay. So in, <laughs> in, Ayurved- in Ayurvedic medicine, there are some, there are some adaptogens. Okay. And there are two herbs that everyone should take period. The end. It's like, this is part of your health, you know, uh, <laughs> In Nigella sativa is an herb that helps you modulate your immune system. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our patients that have trouble lowering their uh, their out of body, uh, uh, autoimmune out of, uh, antibodies to their thyroid, yeah, give them Nigella sativa, and Nigella sativa helps lower those uh, those antibodies. So it's a it's an immune modulator. Nigella really cool study. Sativa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigella uh, black seed. There we go. Oh, fennel flower. Uh, in, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. God, sorry. And then internet got a little weird. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And then and then trifla. And then trifla is the other herb in Ayurvedic medicine. And that's more like a like a uh a stomach uh soother. Ah, and okay. in in India, you know, uh, where where they are mostly, um, uh, 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 vegan or or vegetarian, but there is a little bit of consumption of milk. Um, a lot of people are lactose intolerant, mm-hmm. and one of my friends uh, turned me into this herb, uh, and uh, he has a lot of problems with uh, with not lactose, but the albumin in uh in milk or whey products and in milk and whey products and cottage cheese and all this are so awesome for like setting up macros you know yeah. because mm-hmm. they're so convenient because you can get like n- low fat zero fat or you can get full fat and depending on your day you can just plug him in and he was so frustrated because anytime he made he ate uh any milk products he would just get eczema like super bad oh wow yeah so fun. then he started taking Trifla and all of the symptoms went away. What? Even with his, he didn't change his milk consumption? He, he was eating like two pounds of yogurt a day. Like oh, he went oh insane. Like he was like, I'm going to try this and I'm going to try it for reals. <laughs> and, oh man. Well, yeah. I'm going to try that too. I, I do horrible with dairy. So really? it would be interesting to see. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Well, thank yeah. you for telling so, me. So, Trifla, uh, it actually is like a, like a prokinetic. Okay. <laughs> AKA a laxative. You know, yes. It helps you get rid of things. <laughs> is it as powerful as Senna? Or no, is it, okay. no, no, Senna no. Is yeah. I do want to say this. So, so many people take Senna. They like depend on Senna. I was going to say the same thing. I oh. had a patient that had been taking Senna for like eight years. That's insane. Every day? Every day. And if, if, and if that patient didn't take Senna, nothing happened. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, That's not right. That no. is not true herbalism. No. Yeah, I agree. Thank you for saying that. Um, 
Yes, it can be, it can so, and we kind of talked about this, I think in the challenge video, it can so easily be turned and used just like Western medicine, right? Western medicine, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so if you're out there and you have constipation problems, you know, uh, there are, there has to be a cause for them. You know, mm-hmm. what, so what's the cause? You know, is it SIBO? A hydrogen producing bacteria actually basically uh, makes your, your intestines paralyze and then you can't, uh, you can't have a bowel movement. Uh, and, and, uh, and this is like kind of evolutionarily, uh, advantageous for people in like the, in Africa, in the plains that eat a lot of fiber because it takes longer for you to actually extract the nutrients from fiber and convert them into, um, into, uh, fat, into, uh, glycerols. So by slowing down your, your motility, those, that fiber stops and it's, they are sitting there for longer. Now, if you if you transpose this bacteria to the west, to the west, where we have a remember fiber is very low calorie, uh-huh. and you have to convert it. But if you have a high calorie diet, and then you slow everything down, then that creates a big big problem because now you're absorbing all of the calories you can't detoxify you can't you know uh, all of these problems happen and then uh, and then that's how we get in trouble mm. so yeah <sighs> so so taking senna every day is not the answer not the answer north to south digestion starts in your brain starts with chewing salivating hydration iron <laughs> <laughs> And then maybe some marshmallow root. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is so great, Guillermo. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, and just, I know that this will all be in the notes, but I would love if you could share where people can find you, your podcast, um, how to get the ebook, and then I'll plug the blog into this uh, show note as well, but your blog as well. Yeah, see, yeah, the easiest way to get me is at my website, 3030strong.com. My blog, uh, my podcast, uh, 3030health.com. Um, I just had, you know, we, we met at Paleo FX, okay? Mm-hmm. And I just had an interview with Keith Norris and his son, Cleet Norris. Oh, cool. How did and, that go? Uh, well, I don't know if you know the story. I don't think so. I, so I I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. So, I'm, so I knew a little bit, you know, okay. because, of, because I, he's my friend and I follow him or whatever. But during paleo effects this past year where we met, okay, yeah. he gets a call and, and it's the call is, hey, your son Cleet it has been arrested for heroin possession. Oh, shit. Right there during the middle of the biggest paleo show on earth. He was, uh, he was arrested for five days strip naked, you know, put in an orange suit, detoxing from heroin addiction in a, in a jail cell. And, uh, and he flew him to, uh, to, uh, to uh, Austin. And he's basically doing this big com- uh, conversion. Uh, it's called Chains to Gains. And, uh, and he's, um, you know, uh, trying to use all of the paleo principles to help him in every way possible, his own son. Now, I am I am a big believer in tribe, yeah. okay. And Keith is a dear member of my tribe. So, in for anyone out there that's suffering with addiction, okay, 
we are not perfect and you guys should listen to that interview because holy shit was that humbling oh wow that's powerful Guillermo oh my god I didn't know any of this I know I know and 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 to come on a show and lay it all out that's so brave yeah Oh. And, 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 you know, and then I was like listening, you know, like, it's so insane mm-hmm. how, how much addiction there is. Like, uh, like dude, people like, like artists, like, like the weekend, you know, he was really into drugs, you know, in, in the streets of Canada being homeless and using mm-hmm. a lot of different drugs. So even like our heroes, even like the people that we like, it, it, you know, maybe a friend, maybe a family member, maybe, you know, maybe yourself, you know, it, yeah. and, so if you, it, addiction can be beaten and, and uh, no one should suffer with that because it's so, so st- stressful and dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because imagine, had he not been arrested, what was going to be, no one knew that he was using heroin. What would have yeah. been the other outcome? Death. Yeah. So oh maybe getting arrested was the best thing that ever happened to him. And it's very pertinent in today's world with the opioid crisis. Oh, mm-hmm. man. So I will. I would love to get um, everyone that's listening to this. Just go find Guillermo. Download the ebook. Get on his newsletter. He's awesome. <laughs> Guillermo, thank you. This is so fun. I can't wait to have you on again, and we can nerd out and um, connect more. Well, yeah. Uh, I you know I'm always thankful to talk to you. You are super awesome, and uh, I finally found the Lacroix Mandarin, <laughs> which. <laughs> Uh, instantly became my favorite. Uh, so uh, game changer. Yeah, the cult of Lacroix. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Em. You're welcome. All right, listeners. I'll see you next week. So Em totally forgot to ask me what my spirit animal is, and uh, maybe she missed her bacopa, or uh, she needs a couple of more adaptogens. But we had such a cool conversation that I I will let it go this time. So one time I asked uh, someone in my class to give me what she believed to be my spirit animal. And uh, she said that my spirit animal was a raccoon because I'm shifty and I'm always thinking ahead and I can use tools to help others. Uh, But I kind of don't like raccoons. So I personally believe that my spirit animal is the wolf because I like to lead. I, uh, I, I can come up with solutions to things. I'm a little, uh, a little aggressive. Um, and I am not domesticated and I love dogs. So to me, it makes total sense that if I had to pick my own spirit animal, I would say that I am a wolf. 